are Cisco, where we are putting the spotlight on shared perspective, dialogue, and culture. So you have colorful hair? Don't care. Tattoos? Show us your ink. Got a unique style? That's cool. Pop culture geek? Many of us are. So we invite you to join us in real discussions of passions and vulnerabilities and learn what it really means to be a Ciscoian. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to the We Are Cisco podcast. I am your host, Chris Richardson, and I am your co-host, Madison Setness. And today we have a very special guest, Justin. <laughs> Say hello, Justin. How's it going, guys? I, I feel special that I got the very in front of the very special. So thank you very much. It's good to be here, you guys. Um, Chris and Madison, you guys are amazing. We Are Cisco uh, has been a, a huge part of my life uh, at Cisco and outside of Cisco for um, maybe the past six years or however long We Are Cisco has been around. But it's been an amazing ride and uh, really happy to do this podcast with you guys. Yeah, man, we're, we're glad to have you. So how about we start with this? Um, so maybe do a quick intro of how long you've been at Cisco, what you currently do at Cisco to our audience so they know who you are. Of course. Um, so again, my name is Justin Rire, and I have been at Cisco for seven and a half years now. I'm based out of the San Jose headquarters, uh, Building 10. So I've been very uh, Cisco-centric for um, the past seven and a half years. And I currently run a program called the Speakers Agency for the center where all of Cisco's customers and partners and either you know education um, groups or schools, students, government uh, delegations, they visit Cisco and they, they have meetings um, and discussions with our executives and with our uh, experts on technology. So my job is to make sure that the right customers or the right groups get the relevant uh, executive speakers in front of them for these meetings. So it's a pretty fun job. I get to be the eHarmony um, or Match.com <laughs> of, of Cisco uh, executive meetings. <laughs> That's a really fun way to put that because it can be kind of intimidating, but you're uh, you're in a pretty key or really interesting position to be able to kind of do that matchmaking. Exactly. It's really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, Justin, that sounds like a really cool job, but you also, you have a very familiar face, right? You get around Cisco a lot. You've got a very um, popular brand. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you cultivated that brand and talk about how you kind of bring that and infuse that into your everyday job. Of course. So first off, I think my first maybe two or three years at Cisco. Not a lot of people knew my name, but a lot of people knew my face. I think the nickname they gave me was Bowtie Guy. Um, mm -hmm. and, and We can't let this interview go, this conversation go by without stating that you are the, the Cisco Bowtie Guy. We can't yeah. see you, <laughs> yes. but for all those that don't know, don't know the voice, know the face, this is the infamous Bowtie, Cisco Bowtie Guy. <laughs> I know it's an audio podcast, but I'm wearing a bow tie right now. It only, it only feels right. Yes. <laughs> and so the story behind the bow tie um, is that I knew that I would need a way to, to physically stand out um, coming to Cisco. It's, just a, it's the biggest company I've ever worked at by far. And uh, I know that there are a lot of talented professionals at Cisco and especially, you know, kind of fresh out of college. And so I wanted to stand out. Um, it just so happened that I had to attend a wedding a couple months before um, I started at Cisco and I wore my first bow tie. It took a lot of practice and sweat and tears um, to, <laughs> to, to learn how to tie that bow tie and like 10 different YouTube videos. 
Uh, but I had one navy blue bow tie and I wore it to work my first day. And um, I got a lot of compliments on it. And so I'm like, you know, this is this is kind of working. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I wore the same bow tie, different shirt. And uh, it just happened to be the company meeting. And at that point, we only had a company meeting every uh, six months. So it was like a three-hour session. And our CEO at the time would um, kind of present the entire strategy and, and what we're working on to the whole company um, in those three hours. And I was somehow able to get a third row seat right in the center um, when I came in that day. And before the event started, the CEO walks up to me and he's like, hey, young man, I love the bow tie. And so I joked and I was like, yeah, I spent two hours on YouTube last night just trying to tie it specifically for you. Um, and so we, we, we had a good laugh. Um, and then, you know, I, I didn't realize the gravity of, of that moment. Um, but after the fact, um, everyone next to me was like, wow, you got to talk to the CEO. And, was, you know, that's really cool. And I was like, hey, this is my second day. I, I don't know what's going on, but it seems like, it, you know, it's a good thing. So because of that, I literally wore the bow tie every single day to work for two months. It was the same bow tie until one of my coworkers bought me uh, and gifted me two new bow ties because she was sick of seeing me wear the same one. <laughs> so, so through that, um, and uh, I guess just my job at the time was executive communications for like 15 different VPs. And so I was kind of setting up their all hands meetings. I was helping them with social media and um, with presentations. And just wearing the bow tie and being in those circles inherently allowed me to kind of become known as the bow tie guy. And um, that was kind of how everything started before I even knew who, who I was as a Cisco employee. But it was it was a fun journey. <laughs> well, I'd be interested awesome. to know off of that really quick if you yeah. yourself um, are more of a suited up kind of guy or are you more casual and so you you obviously you wanted to dress to impress have a good first day but if you didn't have the bow tie would you have gone out and looked for a tie or a bow tie or you know kind of if you didn't have the bow tie would you be more of a shorts and polo kind of guy or are you normally <laughs> just anyway you know dressed up that's a great question so i mean i, I can't say that i dress up anywhere as nicely as Chris does with, with his pocket squares. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I am definitely a more casual person. Uh, I was planning on wearing, uh, you know, button up. I'm, I'm not a, a shorts to work kind of guy. I never have been. Uh, but I know that Cisco allows you to wear, you know, pretty much whatever's comfortable to you. There, there's really no dress code. Uh, but because I knew I was working with executives, I at least had to dress up some type of way. And uh, the bow tie just ended up being the best embellishment I could think of at the time because I figured if people wear anything, they probably wear ties. And so I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure that no one wants to go through the hassle of wearing a bow tie to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's stuck now. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> I know, yes. I know. <laughs> well, cool, Justin. Um, how about we make a segue here? And, you know, so sure. we talked about your day job and we talked about, you know, your preference for bow ties, but you also are pretty passionate about, you know, the way you communicate with others and what you teach and what you bring to the workplace. Maybe talk to us a little bit more about what you're into and different things that you do outside of your day role that really drive you. Sure. Uh, so outside of Cisco, even, I love basketball. And so that's just something that um, I will bring to wherever I go, whether it's talking about basketball, Warriors, uh -huh. shout out to Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> That's my team. Um, and so, of course, I love playing basketball at Cisco with, with my coworkers. Um, and luckily, Cisco 
had for a while a, a big partnership with the NBA. And so um, I have been able to play with uh, some of the great warriors from all time, you know, Rick Barry, uh, Baron Davis. In oh, fact, wow. in fact, thanks to, to Cisco, um, I was able to catch some alley-oop lobs from Baron Davis. Uh, nice. I, I didn't tell him that I couldn't dunk, but as I was practicing, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to show off. So I was like doing the whole rim grab thing. And uh-huh. so he, just, he started throwing me these lobs <laughs> and I was doing my best to dunk them, but I went 0 for 4. And he's like, all right, man, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was just nice to get the interaction. Um, aside from basketball, my biggest thing because of the whole bow tie story uh, is personal branding. And mm-hmm. in college, I didn't have very you know many mentors, partly because you know um, parents are you know they, they moved here when they were adults already, so first generation born here. And in college, I literally thought that you graduate, you get your degree, and then you get a job. And I didn't know anything about that. But the implications of not knowing, not having a plan, you, you don't even realize that without a real goal the next step may not even be a great next step. And so let's just say I ended up coming out of college to, to manage a retail store, which is not a, it's not a bad thing. It's still management position, but I just didn't know who I was and I didn't know what I wanted. Um, so now that I've kind of had a few years to figure it out, um, I do this, this, uh, platform and I present on it and I call it Ben. And it's my philosophy on Ben stands for brand yourself, evolve and network. And if you do those three things as a young professional in whatever field you're in, your opportunities will be immensely, you know, more fruitful and you'll, you'll get more doors open for you because you do those three things well. So I probably present on that maybe 20 to 30 times a year, mostly to groups within Cisco, but I also present um, at, at colleges as well. And now through COVID, it's, it's been a lot of online and virtual presentations, but that's right. kind of what I'm passionate about, and that's what I try to try to, you know, pay it forward by by teaching those who who may not have mentors in that space. Man, you, you said something, Justin, that I want to double click on. So, um, Madison and I have both been fortunate enough to do this podcast with the help and sponsorship of Jeff Sherrod. So, big shout out to Jeff for making yep. this happen. Um, but one thing that I, I, I loved about working with Jeff is that we've done a lot of work with the multiplier effect here at Cisco, right? This is where we challenge mm-hmm. executives and people to get out there and mentor and connect with someone that doesn't live in their ecosystem or doesn't look like them. You said something about your upbringing and graduating college. And I think so much of this networking thing, man, so much of it is, is common knowledge just in terms of how to follow up, how to kind of increase your presence, how to mm-hmm. make sure that you have sponsorship. And so many people I've met, so many people, so many students that had mentors in place to where they were like, okay, well, this is what you want to do when you get out of college. This is what you want to do five years later. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have that. And so I think you're doing something important, something that I do as well is just trying to reach back and educate those that don't have that. And I think that's important. So, I mean, when you talk about the work that you've done and reaching back and giving out when not having that yourself, I think that's something that Cisco is very conscious of. And I love seeing folks to take on that change for sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think it's that when you're younger, because you're so used to school, you're not used to real life applications. So you, you, you'll learn like steps, you know, OK, so what does networking mean? Well, you know go to extracurricular activities, go to events, and then meet people, and then add them on LinkedIn and then follow up. But with, without contextual knowledge, people can do those things, and they could seem phony, or it, it may not work, and then they may be discouraged. But mm-hmm. it's because they just heard these simple steps, and it's, it's never as simple as the first time you hear it. So 
it does take a little bit more mentorship and, and advice from people who have been through it and especially recently been through it um, to kind of give yourself a, an advantage once you learn those steps. And I just want to say I've gone to Justin um, for career advice and, you know, just <laughs> wisdom on things that he's done within Cisco. And the thing that I think is amazing, like, if you can't tell from Justin right now, he's got a great personality. He's got a great energy and he's very genuine. And I feel like those are such key things that even, Justin, if you weren't sharing your story with people and if you weren't making this a, an effort and a point for yourself, like people will just pick up on that naturally. And so I think it's great that you're using these lessons that you learned maybe the hard way or, you know, didn't come as easy to you because you didn't have those networks in place. But I just I'm so thankful for the fact that you are so willing to answer questions and you're so willing to, um, you know, create e-introductions or you the fact that you follow up. If I ask you if you know somebody and you say, yeah, like reach out to this person or if you want me to, I'll connect you to. And then, you know, a week or two later, you're like, hey, how'd the connection go? Like that is just above and beyond. And I know I'm very grateful for it because you've kind of helped me connect dots in a company that is very large um, in, you know, a location that I'm not always accessible to. So just as a, a coworker and, uh, you know, a, a work friend, I value that transparency and wisdom that you're willing to kind of gift and give beyond just yourself. So a big thank you uh, from myself personally. <laughs> thank you. No, I appreciate that. And I think that when people think of how to give back, a lot of times it makes sense, you know, where do I volunteer or what can I donate to? But sometimes people don't think that the, you know, the smallest and easiest thing you can do is connect younger folks or people that need help uh, within your company to people that may be helpful to them or relevant to them. And um, it was the way I've experienced Cisco is that I've had VPs and, you know, even Chuck um, and Fran, so our, our chief uh, HR officer, CEO, they will take the time to either connect me with somebody that, that might be useful to me um, or help with my career journey, or they'll even take the time to speak to me themselves. And if you have people of that caliber taking time to essentially help, you know, nobodies like myself, then why can't we do it at any level in the organization? So thanks, mm -hmm. Matt. I appreciate it. But I'm just following in the footsteps of, of the greats here at Cisco. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that that feeling is true for the entire company. And I think I've said it before, like if you're asked, if, if you ask, people will provide mm -hmm. you with an answer, whether it's the answer you want or not, you know, they're willing to answer the question or they'll help you find somebody with the, um, with an answer. And so I just think that's a true testament of the culture at Cisco, you know, it's, it's not mm -hmm. just something that you or an individual does, but the fact that we all kind of make those efforts to make each other better, um, is, is just great. This podcast is brought to you by We Are Cisco employees who love working at Cisco and are proud to be awarded world's best workplace for 2019. You said some things there, Justin, and that, that I want maybe you to maybe share with our listeners. So you and I are both basketball players, right? I'm really big into basketball. And mm -hmm. with basketball, right, you can practice moves all you want to. You can practice your different strategies. But again, you're building a skill set, knowing that when you get on the court, then you react to the players that are out there. So you've done a good job in terms of doing that, you know, in, in your day job and 
finding a way to really incorporate your personal self into your job, because at Cisco, you're allowed, I think, to bring that authentic part of yourself to work. Talk to our listeners about how you incorporate it, because you've talked about going to NBA games. You've talked about rubbing shoulders with some stars and some high up Cisco folks, and you do it all while still maybe having that personality, having personal conversations. Talk to our listeners about how you can weave your personal life and the things that you're passionate about into your day job. Of course. So first of all, one of the things that I tell people um, in my, my Ben um, sp- speech, I guess you'd call it, is that every single conversation you have, especially if it's uh, a first time meeting somebody, is an interview for the most part. right? You don't mean for it to be, but at some point mm-hmm. that person could end up being your boss or someone that refers you to, to their company. And so the first impressions that you make are important. But the only way that people will remember who you are is if you tell strong stories about what you love, what you do, what you're trying to do. So if we meet and I just tell you, hey, Chris, nice to meet you. Um, I'm a sales program manager at Cisco um, and I've been there for seven years. (laughs) You're you're not going to even remember my name. But if I give you a reason to remember me and we start talking about, yeah, man, I love the Warriors. And you're like, I hate the Warriors. Or I tell you that, hey, I met, you know, one of the all-stars or I, you know, (laughs) I missed a a thousand alley-oops from one of my favorite players. Then you're going to remember me because you've never heard that story before. And whether or not you remember what I do, I will automatically be prioritized in your mind of like the 10 people you met that day because I gave you something that made you feel something. It wasn't just a note on my career. It was who I am. And so I really hope that people will be okay with talking about themselves in, in a personal um, light instead of just, oh, here's my resume in, a, in 30 seconds. So I think yeah. when, you, when, when you network and when you talk to folks, even if they're executives or if they're people that may intimidate you, try to connect with them on a personal level, either by asking them you know, about personal stories or giving them a story that will be easy to have them remember you by. Very sound advice. Very sound advice. Couldn't agree more. Also, I think that to follow up to that point, I think when you and I first started to connect, I remember, I, I don't know if I read someplace in an interview that you did, but you talked a lot about Singapore. And I remember reaching out and, and that's my style, man. If I see something and, and, and I see you somewhere, I'm not afraid to introduce myself to folks. And I remember reaching out saying, hey, I've got a passion for Singapore. Talk to me a little more, bit more about what you're trying to do there. You remember that? I do. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, um, I guess we'll call it the, the Singapore dream. Uh, yeah. Before, uh, and we'll probably get into this later, but before I started my MBA program, uh, I, I was about, I think, just turning 26. And I stepped back and I'm like, okay, I've always had a passion and a desire to work abroad because I've had friends in college that have either went to school abroad or literally like came from China or came from Spain. Um, and now they live here and they work here. So they have such a diverse background, and not just in the language they speak, but literally the, the culture of work and just people that they have uh, experienced. And I'm born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area here in California. And even though this is a very diverse place, I just feel like I haven't seen the world. Uh, again, with not much money, my family was amazing, but our summer family trips were to Santa Cruz and Monterey, which are like two hours from our from my house here. So I, I just haven't been that many places. And so I did an eat, pray, love type of solo trip to uh, Asia. And I fell in love with Singapore. And I realized how integral um, that, that country is to, to business in Asia and it globally. They also speak English there, which is the only <laughs> language I speak. <laughs> and so knowing that Cisco has uh, a, you know, a sub headquarters there, 
Um, it's now been my mission for the past four years to um, stay with Cisco because I love this company, uh, but to also move to Singapore uh, through a role with Cisco. And I'm still, nice. I'm still on that dream. It's been put on hold um, thanks to what's been going on in the world right now. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to happen, and I hope to uh, be your neighbor in Singapore at some point. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I'll come visit y'all. Sleep on the couch, you know. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a nice couch. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> So let's, you, you mentioned at the start of your Singapore dream, um, talking about your MBA. Uh, do you mind sharing kind of what made you decide to go to get an MBA and kind of how you were able to do that with Cisco? Yes. Of course. So I, I'm not, so I was never a bad student. I was always a good student, but I personally did not enjoy school because of the format. I just, it was a little bit hard to kind of be stuck, you know, in a classroom all day long and then go home and kind of force yourself to be in a mental classroom for homework. Um, so once I graduated from my undergrad, I, I swore school off um, happily. But once I got to Cisco, just working with the executives, which was my, which was my role, I, I felt a huge gap uh, in, in talent and knowledge that I had. And of course, you know, I'm comparing myself, a, a new college grad, to executives that have been in the game for 20, 30, 40 years. But I saw it as an opportunity to kind of try to catch up to them. So of course... If I wanted to catch up with my career, then I would have to work for that many years. But I figured that since I did a journalism undergrad, I, I was just missing some some business savvy um, that I could have picked up. So I ended up deciding to get my MBA um, at Santa Clara, which was about 15 minutes from Cisco campus. Um, and the other helpful you know, thing that happens is that they offered tuition assistance. Um, and at, at that point, it was $10,000 per calendar year. And since school starts in the fall, you always get one more calendar year to your school year. So if I had a three-year program, then they would help me pay for four years. So that's kind of what also helped drive the decision. But I'm very glad I did it because things as simple as understanding earnings calls, I did not understand earnings calls, and I don't think I was alone. And um, just mm -hmm. taking, taking one finance class, um, <laughs> I, I was able to probably understand 80%. Um, and I ended up being the person that explained it to the rest of my team um, <laughs> after that. And I was never that person. I was the person that needed to be explained to. Uh, and the other thing is that you take classes and in college, you don't really have a way to apply that sometimes. Yes. But uh, I literally took a business presentation class. Through that class, I was able to get a new role at Cisco um, as, guess what, a sales presenter. <laughs> and that, that also helped me do the like the, the Ben presentation and the um, you know, economics of life presentation. And although I'm still technically afraid of public speaking, I literally had a nightmare about it last night and, and I woke up <laughs> in like a cold sweat. Uh, but it really helped kind of be able to communicate um, in, in business settings. And, you know, as you can see, we're, we're all kind of casual, but you really do have to kind of turn a switch on or flip a switch on where, you're your professional self um, when you do business communications or, or business presentations. And so I took one class and I have spread it throughout my, my, my Cisco career, but also was able to get new roles because of it. And that's just doing my MBA. I have no regrets because at first I thought this will help me with my knowledge and this will help me look better on my resume, but it gives you real life tools to use at work. And Cisco is so diverse and they have thousands of roles for you. So you have a chance to apply that anywhere in the company. So I just think that 
the, the environment that I was in made it such a good investment and then uh, use of my time. That's awesome, man. I, I think kudos to you for doing that. I think one of the number one questions I get from some early in career folks or, you know, sometimes I think people try to figure out what they're going to do next and they say, OK, should I go to school? Should I get an MBA? And my answer is always, you know, like it's, continuous learning is very important, but it's all in how you're going to apply it. Right. If you don't have a reason for going, then maybe hold off. But it sounds like you had a reason. You knew what you want to accomplish. And again, when you talked about un not understanding the earnings call, that's what I tell <laughs> folks. I'm like, if you have a purpose, then it's going to be more meaningful. And Similar to you, I think I did a uh, continuing education because of the same reason, because I felt that I would be in a room with directors and we'd be talking about sales forecasts and everything. And I was fine. But when we started talking on a deeper level about numbers and I started talking to finance and I need to convince them to do certain things, I yeah. felt that I was out of my depth. So I had to go and fix that. So kudos to you for doing that. I totally get that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I know I'm waiting to jump in that deep end because numbers scare me. I'm a creative. <laughs> I will sit here. We can talk about social media. But the second I have to talk about budgeting or the fact of on the earning calls, I just go to Twitter and I'll, I'll read the 240 characters on you know, what I need to know. Security's You're doing a good. Person. Number. All right. You're You're there. That's okay. That's okay. You paint the vision. You're like, here's yeah. the vision. You got to discuss the numbers, but here's the vision. <laughs> I'll storytell it. You guys just give me the data. We'll be good to go. And that's what we need. We need partnerships like that. Not everyone's a numbers person. Not everyone's creative. So it's a it's a good balance. <laughs> We're always looking for great people to join our company. If these conversations are resonating with you and Cisco sounds like your dream workplace, visit cs.co slash team Cisco to learn how you can become a Ciscoian. Awesome. I think uh, that maybe I should ask you some of my this or that questions. What do y'all think? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Nice. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm in for that. All okay. right. Here we go. Okay. So the first one is, do you go for the three or do you drive for a layup? So uh, luckily, Chris hasn't seen this live, but I'm not <laughs> a great shooter um, because I, I, I grew up a point guard and then I had a seven inch growth spurt and I went straight to, to becoming a center. And I guess we don't shoot threes as a center, which I've, I was scolded for many times. So uh, I'm always driving really, yeah. into the hole. Yep, driving yep. to the hole for the, for the two points or the, or the free throws. <laughs> there we go. All right. For your bow ties, are you a self-tie or a pre-tied guy? So I do understand the prestige behind the self-tie. And I have about half and half. And it's because if I see a nice pre-tied bow tie on sale, uh, I'm not going to not buy it just because it's pre-tied. So Absolutely. to me, no discrimination. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bow ties are authentic, uh, you know, as long as you know how to tie them. And even if you don't know how to, it's okay. Just rock one. It'll still be better off than wearing a tie, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Steph Curry or Clay Thompson? <sighs> uh, Steph Curry, only because he's done so much for the game. Um, to me, Clay Thompson is, is like, you know, the Pippin to the Jordan, where yeah. Clay is amazing. Uh, on his own and he, he doesn't need Steph Curry to be amazing but I just think as far as personal branding and changing the, the entire game Steph Curry 100% <laughs> I got you I agree all right we're gonna take it back to work for a second when you're on sure. WebEx since we're all working from home do mm -hmm. you have your camera on or do you have your camera off I mean being the bow tie guy I think it, it wouldn't be fair if I had the, the camera off so I, I always have the camera on <laughs> And you may have caught me a couple times without a bow tie recently, but yes, camera on, bow tie on. 
That's okay. <laughs> we're we're accepting each other. I have no makeup, the bun, you know, like there's oh, yeah. there's no standards here right now. We're just trying to We're make it getting through. to know some 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 folks in an authentic way that the director <laughs> photo doesn't show these days. And yes. I think that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So yeah, when we get to go back into the office and everything's kind of back to our new norm, um, what are you most looking forward to? Most people are going to say the people. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I, I love my, my, my uh, Cisco family, and I really do miss the people, that the hallway conversations. Um, but to be honest, I'm, I'm, I miss the food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't cook much, and, and luckily my fiance cooks a lot. But I do miss like the easily grabbable you know, walk downstairs and pick up a plate of healthy food. If, if I'm at home, I can heat up a pizza. I, I can cook some basic stuff. But you know, just to be able to get like that, that three course meal with the, uh, the vegetables included, very important for athletes, right, Chris? Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so I miss the food, uh, at Cisco. <laughs> hey, it's that. a great perk of, of our, um, offices. So I think we should definitely recognize them. I know somebody's mentioned, um, cookies over in RTP seven. So the food is, oh, yeah. is definitely uh, missed. And, um, I myself had a pizza last night. So yeah. <laughs> definitely so did I, that. so did I. <laughs> no shame, no shame in it, you know. <laughs> well, awesome. That's all the questions I had, and you you got through them great. Well, sweet. Thank you. Well, Justin, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to spend this time with us. And in the spirit of gratitude, we have tradition on this show that we thank uh, people for coming and spending time with us. But we want to give you a second to really offer our platform to you. Is there anything that you want to share with listeners or anything you're passionate about or any way that we can help you? The floor is now yours where you can use our platform. Thank you very much. Love and happiness is, is a really big part of success in, in all fronts, in business as well. So um, whether it be with your family, especially right now, be there for them, um, be there for your kids, be there for your parents. Um, and when you go back to work, be there for your teammates as well. And, and even right now. So it's not just always about work. Check in on people uh, because it's, it's hard to get work done under stressful situations. So be someone that brings happiness and light to folks. And uh, I think that that's the best thing that anyone could do for anyone in their life right now. And also shout out to my parents, Soso and Narissa Rire. Love you guys. Thanks for everything. <laughs> awesome. What a way to close it out. This very powerful message. So we'll, we'll, make, we'll make sure to pass that on. So thanks so much, Justin. And I appreciate it. And so we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Madison. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the We Are Cisco podcast with Chris Richardson and Madison Setness. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to leave us a review. You can keep up with us by following We Are Cisco on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Cisco on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening.